And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's December 21st, 2021, which would make it Solstice Day. So, happy Solstice, everybody. And my name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon, Mark Joseph, and Yasmin West. And there's some kind of a weird noise out there someplace. Oh, I'm wondering, good morning, everybody. I'm wondering if that's the images I'm uploading to you in chat, Nancy. You're probably hearing that same. Yes, you have. It's not coming over. I'm not hearing it. Well, I shouldn't be hearing it because I think I killed that. Oh, it's your yeah. sound. It's your sound. It's coming over your mic. Um, you might have to adjust that you don't no sounds in the chat room itself. No, it's not actually on my end, so it must be in the software because there's zero sound in my actual office, just so you know. So it may be built into the, the app or something. Oh, okay. Anyway. I know what you're saying, yeah, so I don't know. So it was Derek's fault. Hi, Derek. How Derek are you doing fault. this morning? <laughs> Doing well, thank you. Glad everybody's here, including Mark and Yasmin. It should be an interesting show. And what we're talking about is, um, <clears throat> I just came back from a, I don't know, last week, another trip to Arizona where I brought back some goodies that we'll get into later. Um, goodies meaning different polished rocks, gems, geodes, all sorts of stuff. And we'll share some images, um, Nancy will later in the show too. So welcome everybody. And Mark, oh. you're you're doing good. We we. Hope, yes, yes, you stole me, yes. Yeah, yeah, this is our Radio 5G week, and mm. looking forward to hearing uh, Derek's stories and Yasmin's uh, updates and new uh, adventures, yeah. Yeah, see, on, on Radio 5G, which is Wednesday at noontime, every other week Mark comes on with me. But because of his schedule, what we do is we pre-record so we did a show yesterday, and it's kind of strange because we'll say, well, on the Shungite show, because we know that Yasmin was coming up, and I'm going, no, that already happened by the time we do this one. So, And, um, of course, we do have Yasmin West, and she's one of our hosts on Say What. She does a, a monthly uh, get-together with myself and Walt and Dolly and her husband, Bob, who I'm falling in love with he's just so neat <laughs> so um hi Yasmin how you doing today hello doing good I'm still a little froggy from my cold but um doing good happy to be here and yeah Bob's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> and you took that COVID test thing is if you had, I did are you over it you think yeah yeah, I, I'm pretty much on the down cycle of it. Um, there's, I'm less coughing and sneezing, so. So you got just a typical cold. Yeah, and I, I tested negative because, I mean, I didn't want to get the test, but I would have had to quarantine for 10 days. So um, it was just easier to get the test and roll it out and. It was another one of those situations where I used my intention and I said, there's no way in hell I'm testing positive, and I didn't. <laughs> but, um, and we, I know we already talked about this on the Say What show, but um, also my husband, he saw a news article, and I think you did too as well, Nancy, that the PCR test can't even tell um the difference between the new variant and the common cold. So it's possible. I it probably is the common cold. Yeah, or that. <clears throat> <laughs> or uh, I'm just, I got all the antibodies and now I have 
a robust immune system from this. So, you know, either way, I, I don't see it as a negative. <laughs> Yeah, you have to think of the, the the other side of it. Yes, because you're right. If you know, the the kid that is kept in a sterile environment is a kid that's going to be sick for the rest of their life. You take a kid and you throw him in the sandbox, he's going to be fine, because your body is learns every time it comes into a toxic environment. Ugh, yeah, ooh, let's not do that again. Get rid of it. But you learn. That's how you build up your immune system. So yeah. With all these people, you know, not wanting to get contaminated, they're probably prolonging, <laughs> you know, the existence of whatever it is if it was there, but it's not there. So, anyway, <laughs> it's a strange world we live in. Uh, yeah, we're just along for the ride. <laughs> anybody that's in chat, scroll up a little bit because uh, Infinity <laughs> put up a a little cartoon thing about, you know, the uh, the, the changing narrative regarding the uh, pandemic. And it's funny. It's very, very funny. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, Yasmin, you and, well, the, things have been happening with the, with the, uh, the, the, the eagle. So, um, you and Mark want to just give a little bit of a overview of what what might be happening because the weather thing one of the things about your husband bob is that he works in the environment of water checking water and doing all so he's very very much aware of lakes and ponds and wet wave water flows and stuff but he stunned me when he he said that even though you've been having all this rain the drought was so extensive that how many, I mean, he, he just went into, you know, billions of tons, billions of tons of water have to fall in Northern California and Oregon to get the uh, change around in where you're at. Is It was just stunning to me. I mean, this drought was really scary, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, we typically have 10-year drought cycles, and then, you know, following a flood year, um, especially in the Sacramento area. That's kind of been the pattern for a number of years. Um, not sure if that's natural or not, but that's just what the pattern has been like. Um, but Folsom Lake, there was one year, I want to say it was about 10 years ago, right before a flood year. <laughs> the lake got so low that there's actually ruins at the bottom of that lake. And people were hiking out to go check them out. And this year, we even got below that level. So I think he said it was 29 feet down. And so that last bomb cyclone that we had in that 24-hour period where we got all that rain, um, he said it only raised it, like, almost almost an inch Um over Folsom Lake and he works for the city of Roseville. So they, and he's in the water department now and um, they actually monitor, you know, the lake and, you know, some of that's going to be evaporation because we had some rain, but then we had some sunny skies and it was heating up a little bit. So, um, and of course we use it as well. So they had issued another, 
kind of critical warning in the Roseville area that they were going to have to um, restrict water again to everyone. And um, that's kind of, and I had just gotten a message from Mark saying, hey, you know, how about another round of rain? And it, it's funny how it seems like we're all in sync now. Um, and we just, we start communicating with the eagle before we even communicate with each other, it seems like. And um, so we got some more rain. Um, and then we got quite a bit up in the mountains. And that's pretty critical for us because um, we want a nice big snowpack up in the mountains so that it melts through the spring and summer to feed our reservoirs. And so we got, uh, on December 14th, we got, um, I think it was like 10 feet of snow. And the snow level came down to 1,000 feet, which sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But um, up in Megalia, where my mom lives, um, she was getting tons of snow up there. And she's a little bit higher. I think she's at 2,500 feet. And... Um, now, as of today, we're supposed to get a big, um, big uh, load of rain that starts today and goes for the next, I think it's the next six or seven days. And um, Bob, he was joking with me. He was like, okay, I don't want that rain to start until after I get home from work. <laughs> So it hasn't started yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I put a update on the Shungite Reality page. And um, I think that, yeah, that December 14th date, that was the same date that Kat, who's actually connected to the Eagle now, has, um, she had some rain, but she wanted to walk her dog. And he hates the rain. So she was actually, actually able to turn it off and just disconnect and turn it off. So I thought that was pretty interesting and cool. <laughs> yeah, w w what we discovered with the one down here is that Dolly could use it to influence the rain around her. And she's, uh, what is she, three hours away from me, north of me. So... Um, yeah, once you hook into it, you really can't, it's, it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's like we're learning from it, you know? How is it that that you can have a, 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 the eagle system you work for you? You know, well, it's intention. It's it's yeah. imagination. It's allowing allowing the, you know, something like that. Well, let me just try try. It's not going to happen if you don't. And uh, the more we look into all of this stuff, the more, I mean, Derek, I know on a daily basis has one crazy thing happen after another that would be woo-woo in most people's lives and the lives of the people that, you know, are in his life and his store especially. Woo-woo uh, is what you expect, and that becomes a new norm. Well, I was yeah. I was listening to something or somebody. Oh God, I've, I've listened to so much stuff in the last week. 
Um, I'm cleaning the house, so I'm also listening. <laughs> and that's another thing. I don't know if anybody else is feeling it, but I have this, like, obsession now. It's not, you know, intense, but it's low-grade to clean out this house, like, of everything that I do not need. And it, it's been progressively getting more like, well, no, I got, I mean, I got the closet. I've been working on it for two days, and it's still got another good day before it's going to be done. And the house is kind of all torn apart. But it's this, this, this need to get every, you know, and get these things out that have been sitting there that needed to be done. And, and you know, and I was sitting there this morning, and I'm going like, because I'm feeling like, oh, I'd rather be on cleaning out the closet than doing radio. But I think it has something to do with just the uh, uh, kind of a primal reaction to what's okay, happening Nancy. around us. Nancy, so, I have a confession. What, 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 what? <laughs> that is Bob's energy, 100%. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Really? Is it something that he always has, or is it something that just seems to be, have come on? He's always cleaning, purging, trying to, you know, get rid of stuff we don't use anymore, tidy things up. No wonder you like this guy. God. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You're you're so receptive that you're picking up on that now, I think. Oh, oh, dear God. I apologize. No, I think it's it's more of a a reaction to... um, Feeling the energies, the energies that we've got around us now, are cleaning energies. It's like it's it, it's get it got dark, 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 dark. But you know, as it gets darker, you start to realize, oh God, there's a problem here. I mean, you know, I, when I go to clean the house, I have to put my glasses on, take the flashlight with me. You know what I'm saying? To make sure I get everything. But if <laughs> if, if, if if I don't have my one day, my sister says to me, "Oh, I got to clean the house." I said. Take off your glasses. And she said, why is that? Take off your glasses. She did. She said, oh, my God, my house is clean. I said, see? <laughs> I said, just make sure anybody that walks in the door takes off their glasses. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's like perceiving. And, and I just think that there's a, probably other people out there that have suddenly become, you know, I've really got to clean out that closet <laughs> type of thing. We're getting rid of the old. That's what I feel. Um, so, um, Mark, did you have anything to say about what your experiences are with the eagle? You work with him, her, it. <laughs> I don't know. I think of him a him. Oh, no, I like the idea of uh, <clears throat> expanding its its wings um, towards other um, application in the West Coast. So we're seeing um, noticeable. Uh, what do you call it? Almost to, towards transformation, like for example in San Francisco, and, and we don't. I mean, we're seeing slowly and surely where um, the mayor w- was was saying like we're going to bust down crime, and then you never see that ever. And that was mentioned last week, um, where she had this speech where a lot of the people had, um, you know, not just SF but but uh, Bay Area had. Her backing because she was going to get tougher on crime and is asking for more money. Oakland's doing the same thing. So um, I mean, I was just there Saturday night. I went to a Latin social, and uh, I mean, it was fine. Uh, I think 
it was in the outskirts. But uh, no, that was really promising news. So we're getting results here, uh, you know, out west. And and um, I don't know if if um, Jasmine can also expand on not just the weather uh, um, changes of uh, or updates summary of the Shanghai you know cloudbuster. Thanks to Walt. Um, and even working with the other ones in, in the country. Yeah, we should probably. I, I we just talk about this all the time, but we should probably tell people we're talking about an energy device that Walt Silva makes. It's called the Cloudbuster. They've been around for a very long time, but because he's using Shungite and making it special by the Shungite, he's also added another energy that is kind of a a long story, but another energy to it. And these. Uh, there's four in the is it one, one two three. There's four in the United States, and there's one in Great Britain, and together they make this uh, energy grid. That that's what we're talking about. So, I know it sounds a little weird if you don't know what the hell we're talking. Eagles? What are they talking about? Eagle. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. But go ahead, um, Mark. No, that's it's perfect. Um, yeah, so if, if uh, Yasmin can kind of give a quick summary, because um, I delivered the Eagle up there to where they're at for, um, you know, just late summer and just things just being dry and, and, and uh, hot and then just seeing what we can uh, what we can play with, you know, um, with the help of Mother Nature. So, yeah, so wondering if Yasmin can... Uh, yeah. Um, there's actually two things I had in mind. I mean, um, we were so successful with connecting with Kat's little grid that she did. Um, I'd like to invite other people in California or in another state where there's an eagle um, to maybe send in a picture. And if they have some sort of energy modality that they use, like she does, um you know, maybe they can try linking it up and see if they can work with it and get some get some results like we're getting. Um, so that was one thing I I'd like to invite the listeners to do if um, if that's something you're everyone's okay with. Can you can you expand a little bit on what Cat did, please? Well, if you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think that day we we were on the show I was in the chat and you had asked her you had asked me um to send her a photo but a new photo of the one of actually the day we were talking and um so I did that and then she did and I set the intention for it to be able to connect with her her grid and then she did her work on her end and it it seems to be working like if it rains in our area, it seems to rain in her area unless she shuts it off. So um, if there was anybody else that would like to do that, I think that would be a. Well, how far, of, how far away are you guys from each other? How far is she from um, the? So she's in Los Angeles. So uh, about three, 400 miles away. Uh-huh. So. And and LA is usually very dry, so um, she was actually. And I I don't know what their. I used to live there years ago when I was a kid, but I don't know what their weather patterns are like now. 
but she seemed very surprised by the rain. So, <laughs> well, well, we so. should we, we should mention that um, right after we got the the eagle up and running and stuff, there was a terrible oil spill off the coast of California. One of the ships that's waiting to get into the port had apparently with the anchor or something clipped a, a pipeline, and they shut down all the beaches, and it was going to be this terrible thing. So we said, well, Eagle, can you do it? Yes, we can. And so we we put the intention in it to clean it up. And um, that was on, I think it was a Say What show. I'm pretty sure it was um, on Saturday. Yeah. But by Monday, they opened the beaches up, and they couldn't find any toxicity in the ocean at all. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not just limited to the weather. Well, and I've also put out the intention to, you know, I, even though I, I couldn't see a few months ago, I couldn't see it happening in California. I just said, you know, I'm going to pass the Eagle to help to just completely unravel this vaccine situation. And because people that I know and care about are suffering because they have to do this to keep their job or lose their job, whatever. And, you know, I was even at risk for a while and I, I wasn't sure if it could be done quite honestly, but I just kept putting that intention into the Eagle and we just had like a bunch of amazing rollbacks that in the past few months. And even in my workplace, people are now starting to talk more openly you know, and they're like, this is just crap, you know, <laughs> and um, we're, we're kind of in that healthcare field because uh, we provide senior living facilities. Um, so we were under a lot of those special rules for healthcare providers. So um, even that's getting dialed back. So that's very encouraging. So I, I think we should continue to give that to the Eagle as well. And um, it sounds like, uh, Mark, you're seeing some results in the Bay Area, which I, wasn't, I used to live there. So I wasn't sure, you know, maybe San Francisco would be lost. But um, it, it sounds like maybe things are a little bit better there. I don't know. Maybe you can comment on some more of the specific things you're seeing. Um, a good site is California Globe, and so there's this this uh, their DA is um, set to be like there's like a recall vote um, early next year, and this one person who I think it's something like if you commit a crime over nine hundred dollars, then you don't really go to jail or something like that. And then there was this cool meme where um, a guy in a store put up everything above that for sale. And then when you come to the counter, you have a coupon to brings it down to um, what do you call it? It's original, uh, uh, reasonable price. So to kind of thwart thieves and you know, all that stuff, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, meme. But so this headline I think just came in today. Yeah, yeah. So um, the SFDA announces opposition to Mayor Breed's tenderloin crime crackdown plan. So of course because they're the ones making the crime worse. That whole thing about the $900 thing is because of this guy. Um, and, you know, residents and, and parents are, are in opposition to this guy and want him out. And so slowly but surely, um, things are happening. Even their union union square where they have all of the Christmas stuff 
is like tons of police. Um, what do you call it? Like at uh, 11 p.m. midnight. Because uh, everywhere else, it's just like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just, yeah, the, the I mean, that, 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 that meme is going worldwide where um, the smash and grab uh, flash mobs. And so a lot of the Union Square, like the main attract, holiday attraction of, of SF and even um, one of in Northern California, um, you have to put so many police and then those places have already been robbed, flash mobbed, um, and so they're boarding up. So it's it's uh, of course when it hits the rich, then, then they start to do something about it. Um, but I mean, for another example is so, like I did go to a restaurant in there, and they'll help promote it. It's called Fish and Farm. Like they don't ask for a card, and then the host wasn't wearing a mask, which was cool. And then nobody had a problem with it. Um, it was by a hotel across the street from the uh, Punchline Comedy Club, so that was a cool restaurant. I actually need to post a review on. Um, uh, I think I think it's called Freedom Eats, Pro Freedom Eats um, on Instagram of like restaurants that are cool with, um, you know, no cards and no masks, things like that. Um, I haven't really kept up with Contra Costa County, which is the county next to Oakland and Berkeley, that made it mandatory. Uh, you have to show a card to, to sit and eat. So, um, yeah, yeah, people are standing up, and, and we have our little, um, not little, but, you know, uh, in Telegram or Freedom Groups here and there. Bay Area Healers is another one people can check out. Um, yeah, slowly but surely, you know, things are coming around, so definitely uh, focusing the eagle on, on, on things like this now that, now that the weather is, you know, early snow. Tell, tell us about that, the, the whole thing with, um, you know, the snow tourism opening early and um, when was the last time something like that happened and how long this, this you know, the drought thing up there was going on? Yeah, sure. Um, so the bomb cyclone we got allowed the ski resorts to open, but then, um, as you know, it kind of heated up a little bit. And so all that snow had melted. And so that's when we decided <laughs> to, time to bring the Eagle online again. And um, so uh, just this past week um, was when we got more snow. And so they're definitely up and running now. Normally, I mean, a, the ski resort business is really tough. And um Lately, they, I mean, sometimes they get snow over Thanksgiving weekend, um, but it, it's been real hit or miss, um, especially in recent years. It seems like that's been less and less, and the snow's been pushed further back, and sometimes they don't even get snow at Christmas, and they have to wait until January, so this is definitely a good win and a good move in the right direction that we're starting to see more and more snow up there now. Um, yeah. And also that it's coming down to lower elevations, like, like in Auburn, which I mean, I, I worked in Auburn for a couple of years and we would get like maybe a light dusting, um, a couple times a year. 
but um, certainly not as much as I saw in my uh, colleague's picture there. She got, I think she said it was, it was like a foot. So that's quite a bit for Auburn. Great. Um, I don't know if you do well, have Yeah, yeah I, I, I just was wondering. Derek, you're in Washington. If you had, um, I know you drew, drove through California in a, in a rainstorm, but you've been having kind of funky weather up there. You got flooding too, right, at one point? Well, I know that because you had to leave the store. Yeah, actually live on the air that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we've had lots of flooding, and it's, it's all tapered down now. Um, but, yeah, yeah, extreme weather, a little unusual, and just lots of rain, basically, is our and not a whole lot in the way of snow yet. Um, but actually, that's coming up this week, I think. But yeah, flooding is basically our biggest issue. Now, can you detect when they're mucking with the weather? Uh, uh, the answer that's at times. So depending on if they're mucking with it and how they're doing it, yes. But it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. So that may not be the answer you wanted. But yeah, so some, if they're energetically doing it, actually, believe it or not, on the invisible realms, that's a whole lot easier for me to pick up on and perceive and kind of tear open the sandwich and see what they're doing. It's the particle thing that's a little bit harder, um, and for whatever reason that is, when they're actually spraying stuff. But yeah, no, I can tell when they're doing some of that. Um, well, the yeah, but they work. have they have the harp systems working. I know. Oh, we have them, the largest on the planet and, is right here in Barrington. Yeah. Yes, and that's my question. Do you do you, as an energy sensitive? Can you? Is it always on so it doesn't change and you're always feeling the same sort of thing, or can you actually feel when this thing might be, you know, influencing your area? Because years ago, I used to follow this guy that was watching the radar um, signals and <clears throat> weather signals, radar weather, and he actually could detect when they were putting out a harp signal on a specific area because of the way the radar would be influenced by the harp signaling. And I just wondered if you, as a sensitive to energy levels, could pick up on something like that. The only problem is it's hard to correlate if they're turning it on. So let's just say the the energy perception I pick up on that I can tell, you know, I'll make fun of it, a glitch in the matrix. So I can definitely tell, and not just me, so many around me too. I'll just call the larger community, not just here, anywhere. So many of us pick up on it, but we don't have something to correlate it to. So my answer is, even if I look at that antenna array, which is buried in a, a map, and I can see the, the top of the towers, we'll just say, and there's dozens of them with the red lights flashing. So unless I know they're actually, and I, you can't tell us by looking at the light, sending a signal, I don't know to tie that onto that transmitter. So it's hard to answer that, to be honest. Um, I can always tell when something's being affected or changed, but can't always isolate it to that location. So, um, yeah, it's just... All right, let me ask you another question, as long as we're into these energy frequencies, because um, I gave you something that we might talk about on the next show, Metaphysical Perspectives. But the Schumann Resonance, can you explain expand on that do you know do you do you have a feeling because all right we had the 7.5 hertz that was the you know the the average uh hertz that was picked up on the schumann resonance which is supposedly a response to the uh energy of the earth bouncing off the ionosphere and back down causing an energy flow that's picked up as uh is uh 
the Schumann resonance because he's the guy that figured this out. And it's been that way since anybody started measuring, but now it's, you know, in the hundreds of hertz. So what's, do, you, do you have anything to talk about on that subject? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess another way of putting it for the Schumann resonance is, um, so of course it's uh, the global electromagnetic resonance going around the planet. So lots of things are affecting that, including us. I mean, everything we turn on in here, it's like turning on Wi-Fi. Well, I guess one analogy, you turn on your Wi-Fi in your living room or your house, it's going to affect the resonance or frequency in that environment. Same thing as we turn on all these towers. So it's all over the place. It's a muck. There is no, I'd say, right frequency that it's supposed to be at. It's because it's changing. It's always in flux. That's just it. Because I've heard so many times when we've talked in the shows and I've brought up examples where people have programmed this jewelry for this initial Schumann frequency in its first recording, which makes no sense, because why would you want the energy? It's kind of like thinking of being on a boat 12 waves ago or uh, tides ago. I don't know how to get the analogy. And then saying, I need to be here. Well, the boat's always moving. We're on a, a vehicle, a vessel, the planet, moving through space, changing all the time. So it's not that we, you want to hold on to a certain spot that you were some time ago, um, but we are affecting it, even the cavitations in the planet. Um, the, the the holes, the caverns, the stuff going inside affects it. So what I would say, and what I'm doing, is taking advantage, and I mean in a good way, of our environment, regardless of the frequencies, the Schumann frequency or other things, and um, expanding into it, because it's the environment you find yourselves. Again, let's say you're on that boat on the ocean. You may not want to be there, but you're there. So get your sea legs, get your footing, go with the flow, don't fight it like that, or it's going to be a rougher ride. Um, and in that offshore analogy, you're going to throw up. You're going to get sick. You're going to have ascension symptoms, energy detoxes, things like that. Um, so it's really, Nancy, hard to drop in on this because it's such a big picture thing. But it's just our environmental frequency is what I would call that. Uh, and then, well, we've already had shows where you know you can affect your frequency. So start home. Armor yourself in that buckyball, affect your frequency, and go out from there. Well, plus the fact we're in the proton belt. Oh, that's huge. Because we're often we don't think about, including myself, we're not just a solar system, a, a pile of planets just sitting there floating around with some planets spinning around the sun. Oh, heck no. We're launching through this universe, space. We're moving, and we're in the fast lane, by the way. And yeah, we're going through a, a, a proton storm or belt or time, because, of course, it's all cycles. Um yeah, I'd say take advantage. I don't see any of this as negative. None of it's negative unless you choose to see it that way. Um, even spicy food, not negative. Eat less of it if you don't like spice. So it's all perspective where, where we're at. Come at it with the right feeling and perspective and understanding, and then you can take advantage of it. So I'm really not not in angst or, or stress on anything we're feeling in our environment right now or our world. Um, again, just change your, your, your view of it. And you can do that. It's just a head game. It really is. And then, you know, and then choose to expand. So I'm not stressed on the Schumann resonance. It's all over the place, too, by the way. The, the fluxes, the um, I don't have ways of talking about a lot of this, Nancy, because it's so hard. Jalissa and I were yesterday a little bit, but I walked up, I don't know, a pocket of energy passed through me yesterday. And I could literally feel if I was to somehow be able to delineate it or measure it or give you an edge on it here in 3D. It was, I don't know how to tell you that, very exact. 
a direct line. So not like a wave, but a wall. Was it like a bubble? It was a square. The weirdest thing, and I wasn't going to bring this up, but I mentioned a cube. Straight up a cube came in. And right where I'm sitting in our office, a cube of energy, and I'm just going to be vague because that's how I saw it, came in, hit me, and it just, I was all, I don't know, wow, such difficult things to talk about. And I didn't know I was getting into this. Um, Neither did you. We just don't have terms. We don't have English language to get into this. So I would, I have to default to frequency, energy, things like that. But it was a pulse and it put me in, and I don't know where it came from because I was just out of sorts when it happened that I couldn't turn on the old psychic guy and say, hey, where did this come from? It was all good and positive, I'll tell you that. But it was, I don't know, an adjustment. So the only reason I'm bringing that in um, is because it was in the same mix as what we're calling the Schumann Resonance Channel. So that was a song for me on that channel that still came in. So what I'm getting at here is let's try not um, to perceive, and not that anybody's going there right now either, to see the Schumann changes or fluctuations as negative because stuff can still happen. It happens on a daily basis. Even things as I'm into now, I can't talk about because there's not words. How do you talk about, I'll, I'll just try and give you a quick description. It was like a, if you sprayed a water bottle of mist in the air and you saw the little fine particles, okay, now turn that in your imagination to an actual cube, I'd say about, I don't know, six foot by six foot, floating in through the wall, coming in, stopping around me, I'm inside of the thing, and then even that's a tough one to talk about. I don't know, I, I'd have to say, I would imagine it would be the feeling if I was floating in a out in space or something, it kind of lifted me up again such odd things to talk about i'm stumbling but that happened okay i i i I think that maybe what we're talking about is the the essence of the proton belt now it's been oh gosh i think back in the 60s that they they started talking about this you know because they could see it it was a uh, fuzzy, as a matter of fact they, they called it something like cosmic fuzz or something some weird thing initially and it was in uh, they can see it near the Pleiades, okay? And, you know, our, our our solar system is going around the edge of the galaxy. So they knew that we were going to enter this thing in a fairly rapid amount of time. And we began to enter it a little a few years ago. But now we're dead in it. And what it seems to be to me, it, all right, the, the proton belt, I, my feeling is that it's a result of lining up with the uh, the uh, black hole that's in the middle of the galaxy, because the black hole shoots out. We, we see it is absorbing light and you know taking the planets and all this stuff, but there is a, a, an energy flow that is not really perceivable by most people um, coming off of it. By most measurements, let me put it that way, is coming off of it. So we're like looking down the barrel of this thing as it's shooting all this amazing uh, proto-energy in the 3D. You know, it's just there. And it seems to be that it's like bubbles. So, and and they're different shapes. Okay? So it's not like this... Now, we also know that that we're also seeing a carbon layer of energy coming through. That was measured. So on the 3D, there's a tremendous amount of carbon dust involved in this proton belt. But the energetics that we're talking about, the, the ones that are the enlightening ones, the ones that, that are the ascension energies that make us as human beings, you know, go that extra step, 
those it seems to be contained in bubbles of energy, just like you're describing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's it's just so difficult. Well, even here, I don't know, 10 minutes ago when I was sitting here prepping for the next podcast, I'm only saying that because then I was looking at a video screen up here while I was listening um, to Yasmin talking, um, and all of a sudden a hazy cloud, uh, I'll call it a cloud, It wasn't. I'm here in my office, was on the video. And I'm looking, I'm like, what the heck? Am I seeing this woohoo etheric stuff on video? And yes, I was on video. And I turned around, I'm like, I was thinking in my head, because I go 3D first too. I'm thinking, oh, maybe something came to the band. I don't know. No, but it came through here and it was um, taking form. And again, this was just 10 minutes ago while I was muted during the show. It is just so, it is everywhere. I'll just put it that way. Um, and then actually, I want to tie in a real quick comment because I saw, uh, and I'm going to mess up how you pronounce his name, but Thromaz um, in the chat room had made a comment or a posting about the Schumann resonance. I completely agree. And that's why I was talking about, and I'll, I'll point out what I'm talking about in a minute. Um, we're the one changing the frequency or the resonance of this planet is what it is. So then it changes because of our, our stuff we're doing. Um, that's, that's the bigger percentage change that's happening. And I'm just acknowledging, uh, he put a graphic up there worth looking at regarding the Schumann resonance um, and how it's not as influxes as sometimes it's put out. It's really everything. We're in a, a big old, I don't even want to say boiling pot of water because that, that thinks, you know, negative intentions there, but no, just always in flux. Things are always changing. That's why that whole go with the flow makes sense. Um, we'll have an easier time of it. Well, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking in terms of, of the butterfly. Um, mm -hmm. You take the butterfly and it, it, it starts out as eggs on a, on a leaf, right? And then the eggs turn into these little caterpillar type characters. And then the caterpillars make a cocoon and then they get inside the cocoon. And then there's a liquid thing that happens. And then out of that comes the butterfly. You know, I think we're in the cocoon state. We always are. You are continually in a process of meta, meta, metamorphosizing. I don't know yes, good, 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 good. <laughs> Doing that continually, never change, do not stop. Continually expand your wings and grow. And lots of woohoo ways we can put that, but I'm just telling you, I'm hanging on for the ride on this end. So one crazy guy's perspective, there's no end to it. There's no, oh, you've reached activation level five, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, or you're psychic, blah, 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 ah, whatever. It's always changing. I am continuing, again, not a me thing. It is an all of us thing. Once you realize it, continually expand in your thoughts, feelings, and energy work. Because what they call abilities down here, often we call that, well, I keep getting more and more enhanced. And I know it's not just a Derek thing. So let's all continue to do that. Um, Again, don't limit yourself and get in your imagination because it's real and have some fun. Yeah, I mean, who, how interesting to turn around. All of a sudden, there's crazy etheric clouds floating through my office. I mean, that is just straight up unbelievable. But I'm so, such in a place in my life now. I don't really give a damn who believes what because it is what it is. Come at it, be 100% honest, and let's all expand. Well, so, 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 know, something I was reading lately was talking about what, what's happening from the standpoint of the individual, what, you, what what's really happening? And it, it's, okay, it's sort of like you've taken some magic mushroom, okay? And the magic mushroom is, and, and the, the trending word right now is perspective. 
okay? The magic mushroom is giving you, from a chemical standpoint, an energy frequency that allows part of your inner beingness to turn on. And you change your perspective. Now, you haven't moved. All you've done is take the magic mushroom. But it's changed your perspective on how you're looking at everything. And that change of perspective is where we're going. Uh, when children when children are born, they they've discovered now that uh, they actually ha- their brain is like a brain on LSD. They're ca- taking in information at a at an incredible rate, and it's very sort of hallucinogenic. Your brain is lightening up. You know, it's a new perspective. You're growing. You know, da-da. well, that's what we we're in. You know, we're we're beginning to go into a different perspective. And when they, when I was reading this, they were talking in terms of the perspective is going to allow you to, as you're 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 alluding to, access a whole new way of interacting with the energetic universe because it's all energy anyway. So you're no longer stuck in the 3D. You're actually kind of like perceiving. You haven't. All you've done is changed your your perspective. And your perspective, if time is regulated by place and space, in other words, it's a contrived measurement to you know get some guideposts up. But it's place and space, and we moving through space. You know, technically space. You know, with the solar system at a tremendous speed. So you're never really in the same place because you're continually moving, you know, at a tremendous speed. But your space, some people get locked into a space, and that's where they are. It's like somebody who's on a boat, all of a sudden the boat starts to rock, and instead of letting your legs get loose and ride it out, they're staunch straight and fall over because their space is not adjusted to the new reality of now the boat's rocking and what they were suggesting is that those people who have really gotten into the what we call the woo-woo stars things who have, have looked at life in a with, with opened eyes and not fearful and have seen that that what reality looks like that reality that 3d reality and yet are willing to go into a new reality of you know the metaphysical side of it, the the energy side of it, the expansion, the awareness, the imagination side of it, which is the only exciting side of it. And so those people, they've got the legs already. You know, they dance. They're light on their feet. They're not, you know, just staunch. Wow, this is the way it is. And those people are going to have a fun trip. Those people that are fighting this, that don't know how to go with the flow. Well, they're they're going to be beat up in the water because they're just going to bounce around on that boat. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, that's the way I see things happening. Not sure if it's again perspective. It just depends on how you're looking at stuff. We were talking on say what with uh, Yasmin and Bob and 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 Walt about longevity, and you know Bob pointed out that. If you're talking to somebody from the medieval times, well, you've got life extension because they die at 39 and you're dying at 73. You know, we have life extension. But the it's the experience of that life, you know, is like how long would you really want to live forever? Because 
there's too many perspectives, there's too many changes, there's too much space that's always occurring. And we should just kind of feel in our own beingness that we, we're just here for the ride. And if you, if you, you know, just go with the flow, you're going to be okay. Does that sound reasonable? And this is one ride, and we do, of course, live forever. We're immortal. Not this vehicle, but we're we're more immortal. Just like in a car around here, you get a car. You don't have your same car, probably. But when you were 15 or 16 years old, you got the heck out of it. You got a new car. You sold it. You got whatever. Same thing with our bodies. This never ends. Oh, yeah, just go. With, and that's funny, Nancy, you were talking about the whole, as you were tying into the offshore um, analogies that I was working with them. That's just what I saw when I used to work. For those that don't know, I used to work offshore in oil rigs, just a whole commercial deep sea diving thing. And on when we take the boat rides out there, um, again, if you fought it, well, then those guys or gals were sitting down below ship in the hole, throwing up, getting nauseous on set and the other, but go with the flow. Then you get to enjoy the ride. And we saw things like, it's going to sound weird, but like the biggest container ships in the world or this, that, and the other, just stuff offshore or big whales, um, turtles, all kinds of goodies. So you get to enjoy things like that when you're not fighting your environment. So then eventually I learned that. Granted, it wasn't the first time because I went through my nausea sicknesses as I realized, wait a minute, don't lock your knees, don't stand there, ease. Um, And then I got to go out and enjoy you know, again, all the, the critters that were out there at that time. So, um, like you said, it's all perspective. Without the right perspective, you don't see the magic. <laughs> yeah, uh, be open to it and don't just blow it off because it could have been real easy. Again, I'll tie back to that little, and it was an entity, by the way, a cloud form. I was called a cloud form here in the office. It was somebody coming in to watch a show from within the office. And that happens in our office. My couch gets filled. I know, but remember, I'm in a place now where I don't have to be shy. Um, I can just tell you the way it is. And in this reality, this perspective, our packed office is here full of entities watching the show from in here. I can see them traveling. It just is what it is. So realize that they're all out there everywhere um, and accept that reality and you'll experience more of it. Um, yeah, just, The universe so is a very crowded place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If people only knew, oh yes, and I'm amazed all the time. My perspective is continually changing. It is never that almost day to day, and that is no exaggeration. Almost day to day, because I'll walk in and I'm who there can see all kinds of crazy stuff all the time that I make fun of, and I get blown away, amazed. I'm like, what in the heck was that? But I'm open to it, so now it happens more often, um, and it just is what it is. A lot more fun. Um, experience now living from this heightened perception levels with all my chakras and physical senses on perceiving um you get a whole lot more input that way and um you know stuff to learn from but memory armoring is you can be overwhelmed too so in those heavy energies or i didn't say negative or evil heavy or excess energies the ones maybe not for you now can be overwhelming and cause depressions anxieties things like that well, then armor up. Put yourself in that soccer ball love we talked about. Own your energy environment, and you'll have an effect. You know, pull the shades down. Work with every analogy we need to, but you can do that. You don't have to be thrown in a blender all the time. You have to be aware and then do what, what we call in just one way, etheric armoring. There's other ways, but doing things like that will matter. 
you know, not to not to jump back and forth between uh, subjects, but I just thought of something. Um, Yasmin, we we did. Oh, I know you did. You heard that um, Walt put the resonator with a, a plant that was very sensitive to light and saw no change in a dark room. Yes. And you did you did you you were going to take some of your plants and do the same thing, did you? I unfortunately I, it slipped my mind and I didn't get it to the plant and now I think the plant's a little too far, far gone. <laughs> well, give it a give it a try anyway. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can resuscitate it. <laughs> yeah, because but, it, well, well, go ahead. Um I was just going to add on kind of what Derek was saying about perspectives is my perspective on this whole pandemic and everything that's going on has really shifted over the past couple of years. And I, I'm actually starting to see it more as a blessing because, you know, I've connected with the cosmic reality group and started working with the Eagle and I'm actually out there, manipulating things and you know doing stuff that I never would have thought possible before but the extreme circumstances have kind of got me to step up and level up and I you know I think you know people that don't see it that way maybe they can look at it that way and see what tools they can add to their tool belt during these times that are putting a lot of pressure on us because that's when we tend to thrive is when we're in situations where we have a lot of stress and pressure. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I mean, having me on uh, Radio 5G has helped also in terms of just seeing this uh, I know, tension between different worlds um, what did I write down here? Oh, like going back to what Yasmin was talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, I think it was the 13th of this month where the CDC dropped the PCR's uh, validity. Um, let's see if I can find the post here because I follow Dr. Simone Gold on, on Twitter. Uh, CDC is withdrawing its standing request to the FDA to grant emergency use authorization for the C19 PCR tests. So this is, um, I forget what news it is, but yeah, CDC withdraws support for PCR tests. Oh, that's the frontline doctor's news from back on the 13th. So yeah, we knew it was going to be sometime in December. We just didn't know when. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been big on life extension for, for a lot of years. And then to me, it's just about being in, in the moment and like, why would I want to stop this if I'm having a good time? you know, as we move forward uh, gracefully, like why not have some enhancements here and there? Um, so I was always intrigued by, uh, you know, the SSP stuff, the uh, super soldier, not to get too much pie in the sky, but what are the more applicable things I can do now of that version? So um, Shanghai definitely brought that and then Walt's devices, new paradigm tools, and um, the things you guys talk about in cosmic reality too. Uh and how that translates. So, um, I actually I just finished watching the the, the new uh, Spider-Man movie um, last night, and 
because I know Nancy had talked about that in the, a few of the shows, the the last one last year. Um, so yeah, I do recommend people check out this new one. Uh, we got four minutes here. Uh, it, it's more multi-dimensional. So the, check out the preview on YouTube and see how you like it. He's almost fighting Doctor Strange, and and so it was re- really well done, and and it broke uh, like winter box office numbers. So like, it was it was crazy packed the theater, you know. Um, how they say you can only do like 40% capacity or whatever, but everybody was at the top row. And um, no, it was just cool to show the, these different, uh, like what Derek's talking about, of these other worlds and, and their different versions of you and um, how those things can be accessed through consciousness technology. I've, I've been big on um, an old modality called matrix energetics, and, and you can... Uh, access these things through imagination and thought and and intention. So, um, yeah, I think like adding tools to your tool belt. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, the movie was kind of an, also a, a an, an opening to the Doctor Strange movie coming out in um, in in March. So, um, yeah, but people want to see a good holiday movie. This is it. Next to obviously the Matrix coming out tomorrow. So, uh, back to you guys. Yeah, that Matrix thing is going to be a wild trip. You're going to get go see that, I'm assuming. I'm just hoping it's not a rehash of the older stuff. I mean, the Wachowskis always do a good job, although it's only half of... It's not two of them, it's only one. Uh, but they've been very consistent with um, their presentations from Beats of Vendetta to, you know, the predictive programming of it and then Jupiter Ascending, which is our multidimensional galactic uh, uh, interactions. So, yeah, just to see what kind of message they um, send out for tomorrow, but definitely. And then The Kingsman, of course, is, is I think, I don't know if it was already out, but coming out this week. And and um, I think that was talked about in, in Radio 5G, uh, um, the Kingsman movie series of, like, the, they, the cell phone control and things like that, that they're always telling us stuff in the sci-fi, uh, sci-fi world of what they're doing. So, yeah. Interesting. So, um, well, we're kind of like got two minutes here left on the uh, before the break, so we'll just take the break now. Um, just as for people to know, Metaphysical Perspectives will be live after this, and Derek's going to be doing a video. So um, the, the sound will come over this station, but uh, we'll put up the link so that you can go see the video. Uh, I will be on the show, but I don't think I'm going to be on video. We could try it, but I don't want to. (laughs) It spooks me out when I think that people... Well, because I've gotten caught, you know. Well, when you're not talking, you won't be on screen. Oh, okay. So then I thought that was what was happening, only to find out that, no, when I was giving them the finger, they actually were seeing me do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't believe that. If there's a camera in front of you, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um anyway, so that's coming up and right now we're gonna play um Craig Stewart's Shungite We the People and it's three minutes twenty seconds.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's December 21st, 2021, Solstice Day. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Yasmin West. I think they're all back. We hope they're all back. Um, I'm back. Okay, excellent. I'm here. Good, good, good. Anybody got anything from the last segment you might have thought about saying? Um, well, I just saw in the chat, uh, Thromas was talking about using the resonators um, to germinate seeds, and um, it's getting to be that time of year where we get our greenhouses started, um, and I know you had mentioned that briefly also on the Say What show, so um, maybe you could talk, Nancy, a little bit about what you had in mind for that. Um. Oddly enough, there's a, uh, we've talked about it, Walt and I do quite often, Anastasia from the uh, Ringing Cedars of Russia book series. But she tells about putting the seeds in your mouth and leaving them there for, you know, a couple of minutes because the seeds will actually interact with the saliva and your DNA and they will grow for what you need, not necessarily for anybody else but for what you need so when you're talking in terms of the energy universe it's it's your you have to understand you have to accept that there is more of an interlinking between us and the animal and the vegetation and the insects even there's a there's a, a relationship that is sacred and absolutely mystical so when we're talking about influencing seeds, uh, Shungite itself, you 
Well, Derek can tell you stories about putting shungite around plants or watering with shungite water or powder. I mean, you have an amazing response. Even even Walt, he um, he'd been into shungite since 2014, and somewhere around 2019, he decided that he would put shungite powder in, in his own yard. He hadn't been doing it, and the difference was like a nice yard went into a jungle. And he was he was flabber- he was flabbergasted, and this is a guy that knows more about shungite than most people, you know. But he, he, if you don't try these things, you don't really know what what the impact is. So the idea of the resonator, or even you can probably, I'm sure you can, uh, you know, use the the vast shungite grid that we have around us now from all the nuggets that people have been putting all over the place. Um, to the resonator and the, the the Cloudbuster Eagle system, all of this can be tied in. So even if you don't have a resonator, it's your connection of, look at I, I want to take the energies of Shungite, the energies of the, the Cloudbuster system, the Eagle, I want to take all of those things and I want to put it into the seeds that I'm going to be using. Now, we would tell you to do that. Other people would just say pray. It's, again, an energetic boost. Um, so by saying to people, I didn't, I didn't actually say it, it was uh, Thromas that did, but if, with, when, you, when you think in terms of doing the, the resonator with the uh, seeds in a 3D concept, um, the, the resonator is putting out the energy that is really the energy that the sun is giving to the plants. So you don't need the sun to be able to feed the plants the right energy. Uh, by taking the plant and putting it into a closet, a dark closet, and then taking the resonator and putting it in there, and having the resonator provide the energy that the plant needs, and you don't want to tell the resonator just to stay on, because the sun doesn't stay on, it goes through a cycle. So you want to be able to, you know, let the resonator know you got to work with the plant to cycle, to put out the energy when it's needed. And so you don't need technically the sun, but the sun is the best generator of the healing, loving, living energy that is, you know, not what people think it is. It's, it's something that we don't really have a measurement device for except for the human being. And metaphysical devices such as the pendulum, which works with the human being, is a way of communication. So, um, yeah, if you take a, uh, the intention of, you know, you're going to plant some seeds, and just uh, instead of, you know, i got to plant the seeds, think of the seeds as the embryonic life form that you want to essentially merge in agreement with. I'm going to allow you to express your energy, your life, by nurturing you. And in return, the plant will give you love energy in the form of whatever it is that you need. So it goes beyond just the resonator in my mind. But by telling people, yeah, put a resonator in there or some other energy device and let's just see what happens. But the resonators we know um, should be putting out exactly what you need. It's a focus point and a and a exercise of training, Yasmin, more so than something that's needed, because these devices are just focal points and teaching tools. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I guess kind of how I've learned to start interacting with the eagle, I can apply that to also planting the gardens and working with the seeds. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like I say, it's a focal point. And the magic begins when you really start to change your perspective and realize that all life is connected. If you can just do that, you know, that all life is connected and every single little particle of life is unique down to the microorganisms and the soul, in the soul, yeah, in the soul, in the soil. So, um, anything else? Derek? No, that's, that sounds good. I'll get to work. <laughs> Let's let's ask Derek because I do want you to cover that um, amazing find that you brought back to the amazing place called Mystical Wares. Your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have that? Let me. We can share it in chat or something. I'll look for it as well. Um, what she's talking about, and I just I just found it. So apparently, it will be in. <clears throat> excuse me, chat. If you can see our private chat room. Um, yeah, what we, <clears throat> excuse me. What we brought back was a uh, over a two foot, I guess it was called a diameter because it's not a sphere. It's a heart, an amethyst um, heart. It's carved into a heart shape. You know, it was probably found in you know a mine of such that they could separate out the pieces. And sometimes they start as massive geodes, but this is a uh, a massive amethyst heart. And there's a uh, it's a type of still bite. Um, it's a type of crystal that's in the middle of it for those that get to view the image again on the, on the website. Um, there's a, you can see a white crystal in the middle of it, especially if you click on the picture and zoom in, you can see it, but say, and actually that crystal in the middle is a, um, a type of zeolite. So it's a detoxifying. So if you consume zeolites, a heavy metal detox and other stuff in you. Um, but that's the type of crystal that's in the middle there. So, and that of course is my beautiful daughter, Olivia standing next to it. So, that's what's going on there. And then Nancy, I don't know if we want to get into some of the other images or not, but really, I guess I'll tie back in the, you know, of course it's aesthetically beautiful, the, the amethyst heart and whatnot, but it's also an energy device. Um, of course, people walk in, you don't get the perspective from that image, but that's just outside, well, my office window. So I'm sitting like two feet behind the curtains there right now. Um, so when people walk in the back room of mystical wares, and they don't know that this heart is here because I didn't announce it. They'll just feel the energy and draw. And it's been happening for days now. Um, and they'll beeline toward it. They can just feel something's different. So I'll put it this way, another kind of off topic, sort of, Nancy. But when people enter this, and it's not just this environment. I always want to preempt it with that. You can do this yourself. You can make your own environment, your own space, whatever it is. But in one example here, Mystical Wares it's a heightened energy space. So when you're in this environment, and again, you can choose to do that yourself, even just driving in your own car by yourself, you're going to have heightened levels of perception. And that's the etheric stuff too. So yes, when I'm going to air quote here, that you can't see the average person that thinks they're average, everybody's more comes in here, their extrasensory perceptions, their feelings, their whooshes of energy, the flushes of of heat and things all get heightened in this environment. So they, they get to expand into that greater reality and experience their, you know, what we call physical chakras down here and energy flushes and things. So it's, um, I don't know, I'll just put it this way, being around these large objects, 
and Shanghai in environments like this, and again, or have the intention to make your own environment at home, it doesn't matter where, you will expand into the greater reality and have heightened perception levels. So yes, the woohoo stuff will turn on and up. Um, so, and if you're going to choose to do that, if someone does, again, come into that armor, that love. And I was like, say that one way of doing it is that soccer ball of love, silver mirrors, being in that so that when you do open the curtains to your greater reality, um, you don't, you know, don't get overwhelmed is what it is. Cause there can be a lot of energies that sometimes we perceive as evil. I'm a big, I'll just, I don't even like the word believer understander. I don't even think that makes sense that there, there's no such thing as evil. It doesn't even work that way. And I've seen the entities that some people call evil. It's all perspective. Um, Perceive it from a state of fear and guess what you're going to get more fear or more angst or more depression or more whatever, or perceive it with love, openness, excitement. And same thing happens there. Like attracts like energies in this universe, as we all know. Um, so that's why I'm kind of, I know I was all over the place, bringing it back around to that amethyst crystal. Its intention is love. Hence the shape of the heart being in the environment. So it's going to emanate that frequency just like we can. So you can choose your environment. Um, and your feelings is what it is. So that's why I bring that stuff in here, Nancy, so others can be around that and get excited. They're going to see this big old purple crystal heart and get excited. That's love. They're healing themselves. They're hooking themselves up. And that's why I like to have those things in here. Um, Yeah, I have a question. In the picture, down in the middle of the bottom part, there's a circular black ball. What in the heck is that? Oh, uh, a light. <laughs> That's it's just a, a clip light. On light. I couldn't get the yeah the light on that lower shelf. So that's Got one it. of those. Got chunks. it. I'm looking at that thing and I'm going like, what is that? It looks like a, a moon eclipse or something. Now that I look at it. Well, I thought I thought it was like holding it. a sphere of of maybe. Well, it doesn't look like Shanghai. Well, sort of Shanghai. And I'm going to see have a sphere of Shanghai in there. What what is that? It's the back of the light. That's funny. Funny. Yeah, <clears throat> but those lights are cool. So they're like fiber optic lights that are. Yeah, they're just well. Those are <clears throat> excuse me, little LED ones, just with high intensity LEDs on the front. Uh-huh. So you can't quite see the arm of it, but it's got a little neck on there. It's just a just a lighting uh, fixture for our displays, is all. Because um, of course you got to have really good try and get really good lighting on these things, so you get the the bling effect of the crystals. Um, yeah, that's all that was. So what what other um goodies did you bring back i know that olivia was putting up some pictures uh, yeah i'll actually share another one in the chat now of labradorite it's a so it's a rock a stone that you can pick up and usually people will see it as i don't know deep blues purples and when i went down this time some really colors or frequencies of course or energies so these are really unusual um pieces of labradorite and this is a sale let's just say hey go get your own whatever um, find these things and realize it's all about frequency. So um, there, I put the image up there. So there's some colors in there that are hard to find, the purples, the pinks. You can kind of imagine those as the upper shot. I hate to delineate, I guess I should say, the coloring to certain chakras, but think upper chakras, um, kind of a, a lighter energy um, that's useful. So that's a labradorite that we've got in those. And I'm only mentioning it because it is so unusual. I'm calling it like blonde or something. Because usually it's a much darker stone for those that are familiar with it. Um, there's one other, and this is all about education. So, do you I'm know? Do you know where these storms stones came from? 
Uh, let's see these ones because I'm, I'm bringing up the lady I was talking to. Where I got them from. I don't. No, I do not on this batch. What do you? Um, what what was the color of the labyrinth that you normally see? Um, maybe I had a piece in here. Uh, dark, deep blues and grays. And what you do is you polish them, and there's um, hues. I don't know if I can be understood on the radio, but I'm saying hue. So certain um, shades that were refract from within the stone. And that just right. depends how you polish it. There's layers. Yeah. So long story short, you very rarely see them that light. I keep calling it blonde and I don't know why. But the, the and then the multitude of colors within them. And then again, for energy workers, which is everybody having those frequencies around you um, and then knowing in your head, you don't have to touch a stone that you can access those frequencies or energies because you've now made them available. Um, it's, it's, it's an energy tool. And that's I'm tying into the next image, Nancy. Well, okay. Some, question on this one: when you when you're talking about the, you know, the the colors and and tying into it, what are the energies that you associate coming off of this? Sure, and that's why I brought these pieces back, and I was so excited. Um, what 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 I was alluding to or saying was the upper chakra. So, um, the energies or I always like to call it songs because it's not just a set frequency. It's a multitude of them. So the, the etheric, just work with me, please, everyone. The etheric songs that are coming from each piece of labradorite, and each piece is unique because there's different frequencies, energies, shades, amounts, blah, 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 recipe. So each song is different, and those songs excite your heart chakra up energies because they're in alignment with those frequencies so it'll tend to excite those energies or kind of get that that blend moving around you so now if you have a happy thought feeling or intention it's going to be more heightened um and i have no idea if that made any sense whatsoever because again these are difficult things to talk about um to where if you're holding other rocks or stones um or minerals those frequencies or energies will have a bigger literally here in the physical as well and not just etheric energy draw or attachment or connection to the lower energy so then you can maybe earth or ground easier it it's it, it really depends on your intention um so intuition third eye communication I, I go you know the the defaults metaphysical terms we like to put out there those with those types of stones will help um you connect with and you know like you don't have to sit there and hold them be aware you can look at the picture you don't even have to buy the stones anybody listening Look at the picture. Download it. You got the frequencies. Enjoy it. And they're beautiful stones. Um, but yeah, upper chakras is how I would term those. And then... Yeah, I'm going to take... Next, I'm go taking ahead. down the picture because I'm getting terribly stoned. Well, good stoned. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> don't get too stoned. Um, <laughs> the ones under it are, are a type of aura quartz. So they're a treated. Those are not natural... Okay. They're natural quartz crystals. Again, I know this is difficult, so I'm going to describe this as much for those that are not viewing the images, listening later maybe. Um, they're called aura quartz, titanium quartz. So what we're looking at here and trying to talk about are a bunch of little quartz crystal clusters that are unbelievably colored with purples, blues, pinks. Pick your color. But those are treated, and there's a whole process. Sometimes a heat treatment, sometimes a vacuum will put different um, it, this isn't a show about that, but just different additives, types of metal and dust and treat them. And basically it'll add a coloration to the crystal 
it's still a, a crystalline structure. It's still usable as an energy tool, but now it's got a, I'll just call it a, a predetermined set frequency to it or, or more than one in some of these cases. So that's kind of some of the aura quartz stuff. Um, and I don't really, I don't, well, I'll just be blunt. I don't ever use that myself for energy work. I, I like the all natural, you know, that kind of thing. I, I no, just again, expanding our understanding, not saying anything negative because clearly I got some because some people or customers enjoy the, and oh, a lot of kids, to be honest, love the bright colorations of it. Um, and they get all excited, happy about it. Well, that frequency energy just transferred to the crystal. So now they have a little, little happy energy crystal around them. Um, so it's beneficial in lots of ways, but they are treated. So I just really want to emphasize, emphasize that that's not a, Again, there's like neon pinks in there and stuff like that. That's natural. So they're, they're treating it with different chemicals to get the different colors or? Usually a metal. So long story short, usually a metal, they'll spray a mist of titanium of this, that, or whatever. There's lots of metals, of course. Heat, treat them, put them in an oven, and that's what comes out. And wow. I'm being really fast, really big, but that's the gist of it. Wow. Um, they're pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, as as far as visual, yeah, I I I I wouldn't work with them either. Yeah, they're they're very interesting. I'm um, I'm gonna see if I can bring up some other. Oh, we can go off topic anytime. Oh, I have some. I'll put one more image in there. Some uh, uh, he what do they call it? Healers. I have a sphere in here with me. I think they call it healers. Jalissa's with me, so you're gonna hear her voice. Healers, Healers. She just came in the office. <laughs> um, so healers quartz, and I put some spheres up of those in there, um, and it's a golden. So with our crystal balls, straight up solid quartz crystal ball. I'm looking behind me that you can't see in the image, but there's one here. Or golden know. healer quartz. Golden healer quartz is another name. Lots of these rocks and minerals and types of quartz have many names. Um, for those that didn't know, so one name is healers quartz, and it's a a golden or honey looking quartz. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, that's for for those that maybe this is a next show topic, but eighth chakra. Um, and there's, a whole, there's so many chakras, I don't even get into that now. But one kind of floating off your head, um, that's a good connection. And this is from the metaphysical perspective, a good tool for that to use, um, that type of quartz. So that's why I shared that image. I have never that seen that quite no, like that. No. Oh, good for throw. And I'm never, I'm sorry. Thromas. Throw, like think of a throwing, throw, throw mass. Okay. Well, I want to be respectful and train. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the way it is. That's the way I remember. I don't think he or she is going to really be too concerned, (laughs) but I appreciate the individual for being so active in chat and names. And yes, another name would be an amber citrine. And literally, we can all make up names too if we want and apply it to it. Because there's like honey calcite, and that's a different stone, or champagne calcite, all the same thing. Um, so it's again, it's an energy tool, a frequency one. Certain colors or shades and hues tend to align to this vehicle, our body's chakra points. And when you know that, well, then it would maybe behoove you if you want to get your third eye activity going to grab something blue or purple rather than something red or orange. Not that it's going to throw the brakes on or anything, but again, just. Right tool for the right job, because sure, you can stir or, I don't know, let's get a weird cooking analogy again, eat soup with a fork, but you get a whole lot better if you use a spoon. So the right tool for the right job, you get more done. Um, and that's why I'm bringing in the colorations and the weird descriptions. 
I'm gonna look more, see if there's another image maybe we have. Um, actually, I'll just give this one more. And it's a citrine cluster, um, just quartz clusters. And I don't know if the image came up or not, but anyway, those are up to Nancy if you wanna see them. Some of them look like pepper, but those are large clusters um, that I picked up as well of citrine. And again, I'm this in some sales pitch because you can get this stuff probably wherever now, but it's again about the description and energy as a tool. So again, often we apply the yellow, oranges, red colors to your lower chakras, those energies, because um, they're kind of in that field, we'll say. So they're, they're good for that. Um, but yeah, those are just big chunks of quartz crystal, and then the citrine implies the, the coloration in it. And then if you can see, Nancy, the middle one there, let me click on it. How big is this? Uh, looks like she did high def. I don't know what the peppering effect, so what other mineral is on there on that middle shot? but very interesting um, and unique. And the energies I'll, I'll add on to, if for the, again, for those who get a view, there's three citrine quartz crystal clusters on stands we're looking at, and they're different slightly. The far right one from our perspective looking is darker and kind of an, a more orange or deeper effect. Well, that's gonna start tying into different frequencies as well. So. You'll be led intuitively, any of us, when we're in a, a rock and crystal store or something like that or wherever, I don't care if it's Etsy, to be led to the, the, the shade or the coloration or the, ultimately it's a frequency, the energy you're picking up on, um, and it'll manifest in 3D as a color that you need. So all of a sudden, if you feel, well, I just need it, you probably do. And, and it, it, by the way, you can come in stores like this and just be re around the crystals. Hold them. Check them out. You don't have to buy them. A lot of them are expensive. Come in and enjoy them for free. Um, so I'm trying to think of anything. Go ahead, Nancy, if you have any questions or for Yasmin or Mark, of course. I don't know if you want to continue on some of the new items I, I brought in. I am going back as I just open it up. I start talking again. Um, I am going back to Arizona here in a couple of weeks for additional buying trip and bringing back, like we talked about earlier, those amethyst wings, um, angel wings that you can kind of pose in front of sort of thing. So pretty exciting. Well, maybe so, we can get. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead oh, uh, I was just gonna ask. Maybe we can get Yasmin back on in a couple of weeks, when Derek is gone. Oh, sure. If she'd like to come on, she's welcome anytime. So isn't her husband Bob? <laughs> for that matter. Yeah, yeah. But he has a real oh. job. <laughs> oh. Not not that not that Yasmin doesn't, but. Tuesdays are the one day I work from home, so um, I have flexibility. Bob doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll I'll come whenever you want me to. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, um, that those citrines are the one in the middle that you're right. I've never seen that weirdness, <laughs> whatever it is, on it. But um, yeah, the mineral kingdom. I just and, shared some rhodonite spheres on there too. Look at that. Because I thought you guys might. Be, I uh huh. Woo is it or wow is right. Those things, and that's all natural rhodonite. Um, oh my just, god! That for me, please, and see what the. Yeah, it's my favorite. It, yeah, it's heart so, healing. Yeah. I always go color coordination with it's pink and black. So what do the pink and blacks mean? So oh, yeah. heart healing, loving. Phenomenal! Yeah. I'm just interested. I know I'm all geeky, of course, mm -hmm. but the mineral makeup of that. What the heck makes that drastic pink? color so again for those listening later rhodonite 
I don't even know how to spell it. Serenite is a stone of compassion and emotional balancer that clears away emotional wounds and scars from the past and that nurtures love. It stimulates, clears, and activates the heart. Rhodonite grounds energy, balances yin-yang, and aids in achieving one's highest potential. Huh. Okay. One Interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder um, what the difference between rhodonite and rhodochrosite is. Ooh, rhodochrosite makes me think of bacon. So. Makes you think bacon. of what? Bacon. <laughs> I have no idea where it that just came like... from. <laughs> oh, does it? Put okay. a picture up. I will. <laughs> uh, no, I'll quit making fun of her until I bring yeah. a picture up. How do you say rotocrosite? Rotocrosite. You'll see why. Bacon. It looks like bacon. I don't know. We're why. making fun of her, but it's probably going to no. look like bacon. Here, that picture. Go down. Okay, she's got some. It does. It looks like raw bacon. I'll put a picture up there for people. This one. Um, so rotocrosite, do you want to tell them? <clears throat> no, you gotta find the bacon one first. <laughs> okay, we're going Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll save some images here and see what you're talking about. Road across, that's really pretty too. I'm putting it in the chat now for those that it's the bacon looking one. Um, uh, known as the stone of the compassionate heart, rhodochrosite symbolizes selfless love, moving one beyond mere empathy, but stirring one to action on others' behalf. Rotocrosite, however, directs that love first toward the self for the specific purpose of emotional healing. Ah, well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> just looking at it here, talk about, and I guess that makes sense. It's a calm feeling. So, of course, and that's, I think that's going to be the general feeling most people get because, again, I'm perceiving it energy wise, not visually. Visually, same thing, by the way, so it ties in. And that's not always the case. In this one, it is. It's a, and it has an effect on your stomach. I don't know if it says anything in my stomach. It'll help it digest into, regardless if it says that anywhere, it will. Uh, similar to gaspiite, I'll, I'll put it that way, which is a totally different type of copper, I believe, from Australia and Canada, green. Um, so different beast, but I, it has an effect on those frequencies or energies. Well, rhodochrosite <laughs> taught me something that um, <clears throat> I hadn't encountered. Excuse me. Just to Rhodochrosite taught me something that I had not really taken any attention to. And we had a small uh, mystical, well, it was probably, you know, it, it, like a, a slice of mystical wares in that it w had a lot of different metaphysical property, but they also had gemstones. And they had these um, rhodochrosite, but not in the slab like that looks like it, but it was, you know, pieces of... of rhodochrosite crystal not very big not very big at all and um, I said what's that I'd never seen it before and she said it's called rhodochrosite and she takes out the I think it was like three nuggets that she had there nugget size and she gave them to me and she put them in my hand and as soon as it hit my hand we all went whoa because the rhodochrosite went from Basically, what you see in that first picture, a slab type of thing with into a pure crystal. It, it didn't have all the styrations in it. It just all of a sudden went in like it, it had compressed. And this amazing change of the crystals was like stunning. And all they had done is put it in my hand. And so after that, when she would buy rhodochrosite, she'd call me up and say, can you come over and change my rhodochrosite? <laughs> because the price change was pretty extraordinary. But every time it would get into, I would get near rhodochrosite, the rhodochrosite would have an immediate 3D change to it. And when I saw the effect of 
my frequency with the rhodochrosite and how it my frequency had influenced the stone uh that got my attention it's like wow got any explanation for that one for the difference in uh the striations or whatnot well no how can one per how can how can one person change a mineral so quickly it went from it went from being oh, no. you know a raw kind okay. of you know dirty sort of stone. I mean, pretty and everything, but you know, a sm- into a, a total crystal. Oh, well, okay. This this will tie into that some, and maybe Julissa will chime in here too. But I'll use an example here. So in our office here, when I do the energy work, oh my, and I'm going to forget about it. So luckily, Julissa's here. I don't know how many crystals that have been affected and or color pulled out of them um, straight up during a session out of the crystal. So be it citrine turned into clear, smoky to this, that and the other crystals launch off of my chest in front of clients. If I hold my hands up sort of thing, it's um, just think, and then it's on a pendant form. All of a sudden they'll launch like three foot off my chest, all kinds of crazy, unbelievable stuff. But what we're talking about is the crystals. I, I don't know everything and I'm glad about that. It's because otherwise I'd be bored as heck. Um, so I'm still figuring it all out myself just for full disclosure. But all I can say is literally I can hold, uh, what was that green one? Just, Isn't you know? that green opal, oh. I think? Was that it? Was it? Was you're it right. There was a green opal. No, and there was also oh, serpentine, Serpentine, Washington mm-hmm. State serpentine. It's a light green. I don't have an image to share up there. Um, but basically when I work frequencies in here, and again, I don't have the physics explanation for it, but it will pull the energies from the stones and they'll straight up change colors in front of you. And often it's forever. They won't go back. Um, I've had them turn, I did a, we don't want to get into too much of this, but I've done what ended up being, a, they didn't quite know they were getting into a, oh, they call it an exorcism, I guess. Okay. An exorcism. And I'm going to make fun of them for a reason. Took an entity off of somebody that thought they were going to take control of somebody. So I'll just put it that way. And it straight up turned it in the, it was a Washington serpentine into a rotten, what I'm going to say rotten, yellow color. What did I do with that piece? I'm actually, I told you to chuck it into the river. I think you I mean, did. Yeah, and you probably buried it. Like, no. I'm trying to remember. I just do so much. It's like hard. I'm trying to think, can I get an image of this? But I, maybe I don't want to show an image yeah. of it. But anyway, that stuff happens and it's immediate. I'm not talking about setting a rock out in the sun and letting it kind of fade out slowly. I'm talking about straight up unbelievable if you even saw it on a TV sitcom. You'd say the best graphics in the world. That stuff happens on nearly a daily basis. Um, I don't know what else is in well, here. Well, we have two clear quartz mm. oh, that yeah. were very clear, but now they're mm. kind of gray, but they have more rainbows in them. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And she's right. So we, you'd call them, they're starting to become more of what you would call a smoky quartz. And they were crystal clear with rainbow fractals of every color inside. And we're not like, no, they're not even being touched. I don't grab this thing and like point it at a client or something like that. It's sitting up behind me. They're just in here. Um, and that's what's changing. So we, we're, and we're sitting, if you could see Jalissa and I, we're like looking around the office going, okay, has that one changed? Has that one Because it just happens. And we don't always pick up on it sometimes um, until all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, that was a citrine or quartz or green the other day. Um, no, that, and that happens immediate too. So, and I don't know that I've ever even heard it described by scientists that it can happen that way. They'll usually allude that it takes time. Well, no, it doesn't. It can happen a fraction of a second. I had um, I had nope. a black tourmaline that um, I'd been looking at for quite a long time in one of the stores. I finally saved up enough money to buy it. 
<clears throat> so I'm paying for it. And we both looked down at the stone, and I, I, I looked up at her, and she said, that was a black tourmaline, wasn't it? And I said, I thought it was. And she looks at it again. She said, sure looks like a green tourmaline to me. And I said, uh, yeah, I see the same thing. I said, um, okay, so how much do you want for the green tourmaline? Because the price difference was outrageous to have a black one. And this thing was like oh, <clears throat> probably four inches tall and at least three inches in diameter. It was the biggest chunk of tourmaline I've ever seen. <clears throat> but it was black until it turned green after I'd paid for it because she said, you paid for it as a black one. That's what I saw. I don't know what just happened. So I'm just, I brought this out because I want people to realize that you got to pay attention to the details even when it comes to the color, sometimes the shape. Um, there's been documentation of quartz crystal points getting taller. You know, you see the measurements and it's like, okay, it's two inches. Well, now it's two inches and an eighth and now it's a quarter. And I mean, you can actually perceive these things. It's not your, it is your imagination, but it's also something that is out there that is another indicator of the full depth of magic that's out in the universe. We just don't pay attention to it. So I just wanted to bring that out because I saw the road across site and I remembered that situation. But it doesn't surprise me that, especially around you, I mean, who knows? When you leave the store, who do you, I, what, what do these crystals do? You know, maybe they have a party every night. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. The, the energy around here is always always moving, I'll say. Along with all those skulls. And oh, yeah. I just see them all chattering. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, we have... Many, many rock and crystal skulls that we've talked about before, like that 50-pound-ish one, rose quartz crystal skull, and hundreds of others around here, um, different quartz crystal ones, actually carved from quartz crystal or druzy and different stone ones. And and that's a whole other topic anyway. But, yeah, no, entities will hold space in them for times in this environment. Um, and it makes sense because I do the same when I do the – and they'll, we'll call it simply the remote viewing thing. I'm just remote viewing. I'm remote perceiving. An aspect of me goes to that environment. You call it spirit, ghost form. And sometimes people will see me too. Um, but it's easier to kind of grab on a rock or crystal when you're remoting something in the physical. I don't even know. It's like a handhold if you're like climbing a cliff or something. So when I, and I'm, oh, I got my ears. Sorry, I got to pause a moment. Um, I won't get at that. Uh, <clears throat> looked a little too far just now. Um, so when I'm doing the remote things, I'll just, I might as well elaborate on that before I have to go anyway. I did too much of the psychic perception just now while I was talking, Nancy. So what it did was both my ears ring the tonight. It's like symptoms. Everything gets kind of foggy in the room here and I perceive remotely. And I'm only even getting into that because it literally just happened while I was kind of trying to describe. I looked too hard is what happened. Let me get back to the topic. When there's a stone or a crystal, which is why the entities will, some entities will do it here in mystical wares, it helps them hold part of their etheric form here physically. Uh, one of those things, again, I don't know if it made any sense, but that's what happens. So that's what I'll do, is, and others as well, when we're doing stuff remotely. Um, so when you pop in and remotely look around, they got quartz crystals or a trinket around their neck. It's kind of like a, a physical, I don't know handhold or I'm, a, I'm an old rock climber as well so think about climbing up a rock and jumping up that handhold it you can hang from it so um 
And that's probably a metaphysical perspective <laughs> chat anyway, now that I think about it. But, and then <clears throat> Nancy, I'll just have a few more minutes too before I have to prep for the next show. So I don't know if you had other questions for me or you wanted to jump back with Mark and Yasmin. Well, I'll toss it to them. You got anything you want to ask Derek, either of you? <clears throat> yeah, the question on uh, the chat from Thermaz, um kind of a read here. So um, it's both Nancy and Derek. Um, you said that Shungite water takes effect instantly, which I'm, I believe it must because I can feel and taste it. And if not, then a shower filter won't be effective, but they are. But I was under the impression that more time steeping would increase the potency of water. I could see if rather than like extracting a, a, a collide, it, it was more like the radiation, like when you turn a switch and the light fills the room instantly rather than seeping in over time. But the reason I was under this impression might be because in in the case of tensor rings, which they take effect instantly as well, placed over a faucet, etc. Similarly functioning on the principle of light when approximately 48 hours have elapsed, all the minerals and elements that are, are capable of present in the water enter their monatomic state. And he says, uh, you can test this by one, taste the M water, uh, taste electric, and by placing two identical glasses of water on a scale and placing a tensor ring over and one of the glasses, and in a couple of days, uh, the one with the ring will be visibly, measurably lighter. So I have an idea for an experiment for Walt. I haven't done it myself yet. Measure out two identical glasses of water on the scale and then paint the platform of one with Shungai paint to see if it re replicates the results. I'm curious of your thoughts. Uh, yeah, that's interesting there. Um, as far as the the time, yeah. Hmm. I don't have any specific weight, not that anybody's asking, to fall in on that. But <clears throat> other than yes, I have seen a difference with the time aspect of shungite water. Wow, everything's feeling an energy to me, so I, it's difficult to translate. Um, hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to at least on the fly here at that one. Well, the it, the, it does, the, the, que uh, the question is, you know. It, de it depends on, again, what what you're looking at. Because if you're looking at the changes in the toxicity of it, um, it's it's molecular. The, once the molecule enters the shungite field, it simply cannot make the reversal. It's it's It comes in rotating in a di different direction. It hits it. The shungite field is so powerful that it tries to adjust and rotate the other way, just like an electromagnetic signal would, but it loses molecular cohesion. So it's instantaneous as far as what happens to the the toxins that are in, in, the, in the pipe itself, and it's a continual rotation now. That, see, the water molecules themselves have stopped moving until it hits the shungite field. Then they begin to move me. So now you've got structured or alive water. I call it alive water. Um, but you're still dealing with water. And you're now in a active state in that the water itself is moving. And to me, what happens, I agree, that you do get, uh, if you have shungite water that's sitting there, uh, you don't throw it out. You just make sure nothing's floating in it, and you drink it because it's going to be stronger. And that could be very much uh, an association with the kind of energies that are being added to the water just because it's now alive and pulling in more energies. But there's, you know, another aspect of the the situation, and in, in, in I just lost my train of thought, so I'm going to leave it there. Sorry about that. 
No, that's okay, because um, I would actually elaborate on that. I'm going to try and do before I have to step out, but I would suggest maybe if we perceive the water as the container, it's holding. Right. You don't even, it's going to sound odd, but you don't need water. You need the energy, the water container. I'm not talking about in the water molecule. It's around it and through. It's just everywhere. That's water's container. You don't need water. I No, nobody stopped drinking water because Derek said that, of course. I'm just making fun of it. But you need the energy. So if we perceive water as a container, you open up your reality and aspects of it a whole lot further. So on the time thing, don't bring it back to the, the statement or question. Um, immediate when you add shungite to the water, it affects the energy of it on the energy level, the stuff the water's holding around it. And then in the 3D version of the molecular structure, that's where the time portion comes in. I'm an energy being, not a physical one. So I'm going to work with the aspects of the energy aspects of water, the aura, the energy field, call it what you want, before the physical one. Um, if, and even that's a limited description. Um, but, yeah, I was just saying, at least for this conversation, thinking of water as a container rather than, you know, programming the water to be in here, eh, kind of doing that. It's more of thinking of it as a container and then putting the energies or frequencies you need because you're not a physical being. You're not a water being. Your physical body is made of water and photons, light. But that's not what you are. So when you literally just have that thought and understanding, then all the other good stuff, the 90% that's around and through the water, the energy, that's what you need. Yeah, you need a portion of 10% to be around the number physical water, but you're 90% etheric. So again, perceiving it, deciding it's a container of energy and it's holding this water or this feeling or, or energy, and that's how it works. Um, I think I'd better just stop there, Nancy, and step out so I can prep and get video going. Um, but we do, as Nancy mentioned earlier, have the live video podcast coming up next. Um, it is on mysticalwares.com podcast page or YouTube. of Entity talk and things like that and go all over the place. So <clears throat> I'm going to step out. I appreciate you, Nancy, Yasmin, and Mark. Thank you both for being here. Um, and I will see you guys on the next show. Thank you, Derek. Okay, Holly. I'll see you in a little bit. Thank you. Appreciate it. And for those people that are on the radio station, it'll be simulcast over this station so you can listen to it if you uh, feel more comfortable doing that. Because otherwise you'll be looking at Derek and Jalissa talking. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Derek has left the room. What would you like to talk about, Yasmin? Well, I just wanted to um, go back to what he was, what you both were talking about with the changing in the crystals, because I'd actually heard that before from someone who used to have a YouTube channel. She would say that she used to have um, these big crystals and they started out, you know, kind of cloudy inside. And after, you know, lots and lots of hours working with them, they actually would change and become more clear on the inside. So I just, I had never heard that from anybody else but her. So I think that's kind of fascinating that you can change them that way. Yeah. And it seems to be, I mean, there's just, it just happens. (laughs) I mean, Crystal, the, the weirdest, okay. When I was actively buying and selling and, and doing the crystal thing, uh, crystals and minerals. I would get crystals or minerals that 
were from the weirdest place. Like the weirdest place was a North Carolina cellar. It was an old, I mean, like, you know, when they first got there, the first settlers kind of a building, you know, made of wood. And, but the cellar was made of rocks, like flagstones, I suspect. But there was rocks in there. And somebody went down there, and they found growing in the cellar between the rocks this weird crystal. I mean, tiny, tiny, like, like sort of like you would see like a small uh, pointed cluster of amethyst, but it was black. I mean, like really black. And it was only growing there. The other really weird crystal story was the one from, uh, it was Poland or, I think it was Poland, Czechoslovakia, one of those nations over there. I think it was Poland, though. And they had a uh, zinc factory. And the zinc would take the ore and then, you know, end up smelting it and getting the zinc out of the ore. But the machinery that was involved in this factory, when they went to take it down, they found all through the machinery itself these little crystals. It's called zincite. And again, they were, well, let me see, I got one in front of me someplace. Um, but they, they, they're sort of like, uh, they, they took on different colors from a, a dark brown to a red to a to a, like a citrine gold yellow thing growing in the machinery itself. So <laughs> crystals are not wow. limited to, I mean, you know you can make crystals out of what? Taking uh, sugar in water? Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's, uh, it's a pretty fascinating world, the world of crystals. And again, if you want to think in terms of is it 3D that comes first and the energy, or is it the energy that comes first? Well, if you see crystals, like you take the string, you put it in the water, and you start to see this structure that's occurring, these crystals that are coming out of it, it has to be the energy first. That There's an energy form that, that starts up, you know, and it just conforms to that energy form when you're creating something up brand new <laughs> out of nothing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was like a hundred and some odd crystal minerals that were being discovered every year when I was in the business from different places. It's like you can find one spot in the entire universe that's got a special crystal. So, anyway. Well, we got eight minutes here. <laughs> well, um... I'd also just like to remind people if they want to connect into the Eagle Grid, um, I'm more than willing to send a photo so that they can do that. Um, and uh, one of my goals for the new year is to start up some sort of platform. I um, I don't want to use YouTube, but I was thinking of maybe Odyssey or one of the other ones. And I just want to be able to have somewhere where I can send out some some Reiki meditations to people. Um, that's one of my goals for the New Year's. So people can watch my website for when I launch that. That's at the ReikiAccountant.com. Very cool. Very cool. 
Mark. But I'm, beca- I'm oh, becoming good. pretty busy, so. <laughs> you know, that's that's really awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's like when we met Kat, you know, there are people out there that are doing their, their well, one of the things that I recommend is that it, it, after Metaphysical Wears, if you're not doing anything, I suggest you listen to the Radio 5G show. It's it's on prophecy. And this unidentified clairvoyant had been getting this messaging regarding the future. And she finally came out with this. It's on, I think, sharethisprophecy.com. And she was... She, she she just went back and told about being a clairvoyant. And it, well, he, this woman is known. Somebody knows her because she's not using her name. She said, I'm going to give this out there, and I'm hoping you're going to share it. But she doesn't want the fanfare. But she, when you're listening to her, you know that she's a very dedicated and probably a very successful uh, metaphysician, healer. You know, and it's an amazing prophecy. But... What is amazing to me is that I keep, I've been at this for so long, and I'm seeing more and more and more people who all of a sudden come out, and they've been doing this magical stuff in the confines of a little local place, and now we're coming onto the stage in on internet and alternative radio and videos, and it's just an astounding time to be in. There is truly a revolution, a revolution of spirit and intellect and imagination, creativity, and compassion. You know, this, these people are doing this not to be able to control the world or control people, to be able to help, to be able to you know, make your life something more than just, you know, an experience or an experiment, something that touches other people. One of the most profound things I ever heard was somebody said, you know, I think that I think the um, the goal to life is your memory brings a smile to people. And, you know, that that just touched me, you know, that when when you're on the other side, you're no longer here and people you know, think of you, you, they smile because you touched them that way. So, anyway, I don't know how I got on I get on these tangents, I swear. <laughs> I don't well, people about... definitely smile when they think of you, Nancy. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I smile when I think of me. I just, I crack myself <laughs> up all the time, you know. It's like I tell myself jokes I've never heard before. I mean, it's just, it's fun living here <laughs> with me. <laughs> But I think of myself as my own best friend, you know, yeah. and, and that's that's the key to everything, is that if you don't know who you are, then who the hell is going to know who you are? You've got to take the time to every thought that you have, you know, uh, because they're throwing a lot of EMF thoughts at us. Um, tomorrow on Radio 5G, we're going to be talking about mind control and how this technology and stuff can get, really get into your head. And it's something that people have to be aware of, is that yeah. you've got to know what your signals are feeling like. If if you if and the only way you can do that is to talk to yourself. And you get a thought in your head. Don't just say we're you know, act on the thought. Sit there and say where did that thought come from? And you're going I to have be, a, I uh, have a simple solution for that. Okay. That that's helped me. Um. So whenever you have a thought, does it make you feel expanded 
or does it make you feel contracting? Ooh, nice. And that's a really quick and easy way to determine kind of, you know. Now, I would it... use I would use my belly. I'd say, is that thought mm-hmm. making you feel good? Are you, you know, feeling little butterflies? That's the, okay, that's you. If you're feeling a darkness or a little nauseous, that's somebody else. And stop that yeah. thought immediately. Don't even question where it's coming from. Don't engage yeah. with it. Just know. Because there's too many of them to engage with. Just know. And send the energy back. Just know. Send it back. Yeah, uh, it's not yours. <laughs> but the only way you get there is to really talk to yourself. Yeah. Know yourself. Become your own best friend. You're the only person that's going to know every thought, every feeling, every fear, every joyful... You're the only one that's going to know that about yourself. You yeah. Know, so you so you got to... If, if, if you don't know it, then you, you, nobody knows it. You're going to die and people are going to say, did I feel something come through the, w- the window? What's What was that? You know, make an impact. Be the person you can be. And that that's by engaging with yourself. And talk to yourself. That's one of the secrets of their black magic. Don't talk to yourself. People think you're crazy. That's like one of the most harmful things they ever laid on us. Well, I don't want to be their kind of normal. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I've been saying for years. Normal I do not want to be. (laughs) The normies. (laughs) Yeah. There's something very wrong with them. (laughs) Yes, there definitely is. There definitely is. Um, So, anyway, um, thank you so much for being here, Yasmin. I appreciate you deeply. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And my friend um, Mark that's still here with us. Yes, Mark? (laughs) Am I still here? (laughs) Yeah, are you? No, um, yeah, we got Dr. Lee Merritt tomorrow for... um, uh, what do you call it? Radio 5G and Project Soul Catcher, uh, Robert Duncan. So it should be a good show. Uh, Yasmin, always lovely getting um, updates on the nor- north side here, the west coast, and looking forward to more. Happy solstice and happy holidays, everybody. All right. Thank you, Mark. And Saturday, we're going to do a live show. So you can do, well, you know, the normal live uh, broadcasting on Saturday, which is Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody that's out there. Um, I'm going to play the outro now. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.